Welcome to the Diz Love Podcast with Vanessa and Chris. I'm Vanessa Ferguson. And I'm Chris Johns. We would like to welcome you to show number 49. And for any listeners joining us for the first time, our show features things we love at Disney. And in each episode, we typically have a guest who creates Disney magic for our listeners at home or on their Disney vacations. From vacation planners to product producers, our guests can bring Disney magic into your life. And as a reminder to our listeners, we appreciate if you can take time to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or any other platform where you listen. We always appreciate those ratings and reviews and we always give a shout out to someone on a future episode and speaking of that chris don't we have a shout out this week we sure do so we have a shout out from apple podcast yes and our good friend brookie underscore 1107 said awesome podcast such a wonderful podcast i love hearing their opinions and items as well as multiple guests that can help bring disney to home as a guest in this podcast myself, they are so welcoming and opening to letting you talk about your business. And again, we just want to thank Brookie for that wonderful review. And please, on Apple Podcasts and wherever podcasts or reviews are available, please just take a quick second, leave a positive review. Let us know what you think because that helps us get more listeners and we can continue the show and provide more Disney magic for your life. <laughs> and also, just like Brookie had mentioned, if you are a vendor yourself, feel free to reach out uh, to us on Facebook, on Instagram. We would love to have you on a future episode of the podcast. And on today's show, we have a first. What is the first that we have today? It's our first two-time guest. Yes. So we are going to have Christy Puddock from Pack Your Pixie Dust, also with the DCL podcast. And she has a business. She's a Disney vacation planner. She has a business where she helps you plan your next Disney trips. And we asked her to come back on the show to help us talk about all the changes with planning Disney vacations now. This episode is coming out, of course, right after the parks have reopened to the public. And so we wanted to, there's been lots of ideas and things going around about how things are going to be different at the parks. But we wanted to hear from an expert who could share what you can expect to see if you're planning a vacation for now in 2020 or as you're looking forward, because all of these things that Disney has released really impact all the way through September of 2021. So we asked Christy to come back to the show and we are super excited to have her on. So we are going to get our interview up with Christy. We'd like to welcome Christy Puddock back to the show. She is with Pack Your Pixie Dust and also with the DCL podcast. She was on our show way back at the beginning, and we'll post a link in the show notes to her original episode. But we wanted to have her come back for a special episode to talk about how booking Disney vacations has changed with all of the new changes since the pandemic and how your 2020 and even into your 2021 vacations will look. So we are super excited to have Christy back back on the show. Hi, thanks for having me back. And I am not like dying of an illness. I was so sick the last time I was here. <laughs> and I got like so much work when we were done. And I was like, oh my God, I sound horrible. Oh so, no. Well, happy. <laughs> well, we loved having you on. <laughs> well, that's oh, good. Very you. good. <laughs> now, as usual, we're going to ask our icebreaker questions. So th this week, we are looking at something since the parks has been have been closed for a while. Wanted to find out what is the thing you have missed the most with the parks being closed? You know, I just love watching people on social on their vacations. Yes. So in and, and trip report, so it's been really hard to not have that for months. Oh, that, for sure. That idea of 
yeah, that people aren't traveling. So that's been that was really hard. It, it's kind of, it's actually quite nice to be able to watch some footage of from the parks again. Oh, for sure. And I used to always say, no matter how bad my day was, I knew that somebody was having fun at Disney World, and that didn't apply for a while. <laughs> So, (laughs) yeah, for a long time. So I like you. It's so nice to start seeing some of those pictures and stuff coming back from the parks. Now, Christy, exactly. Now, if you could, please just remind our listeners the value that you can bring to them. So I am a travel agent and the and what's great about that is that Disney pays us the travel agents, money to book people's vacations for them. So you would pay the exact same price, but if you use a travel agent, we get paid and you get our expertise and guidance to help you book your vacation. So it doesn't cost the person any money, and then you are actually helping out a small business. And that is, I think, a really important bottom line item. Even if you love planning and you are an Uber planner and a micromanager of your own vacations, you can actually benefit and help a small business by actually using a travel planner to book the vacations. And if you follow them on social media and just give them likes and that gives them more, you know, even that little part gives more value and benefit to the travel planner than, than also just booking the vacation. So it's like a little book. (laughs) Well, and just to put a plug in for what you do, I recently had a friend from work that took her family to Disney and I believe she said, you know, hey, you know a lot about Disney. Can you help me plan? I said, sure. When are you going? She goes, in three weeks. And it kind of breaks my heart to hear people that don't plan right because these are the folks that will come back from Disney and said, I spent all this money and I stood in line. I had to eat quick service. I didn't have a chance. But as I know with Vanessa, you know, when you do the proper planning, you get the most out of your Disney experience. Yeah, Disney's the one place that you can't just sort of fly by the seat of your pants. You you do need to make a plan. And again, I'll just, you know, to, to put another plug in for you, I think the value that you bring is for people that just are not natural planners or can't see quite the big picture but want to have a great time, you help them, A, get the most out of their money, but B, get those memories that they'll never forget. Yeah, and giving them the little tips and tricks that people just can't, they, they just might not know if they didn't go eight times, you know, over right. the last year. <laughs> well, and again, just to remind our listeners again, and again, your service is free. It doesn't cost them anything, correct? Right. It doesn't cost them anything. And they're still paying Disney directly. So a lot of people are concerned about that because maybe they're worried that it's just all the money is going in my pocket and they won't actually show up and have a reservation at Walt Disney World. Oh, yeah. We pay their credit card will be charged to the Disney travel company. Like Walt Disney World is the one taking all the money. And then after the person travels, we get paid. So it's not like it's, it's, there's no risk of not knowing that that vacation was really booked. Oh, for sure. You know, and thank you very much for that. Now, again, you mentioned that, you know, you are a travel agent and we also know what's been going on here across the world and especially now in Florida. But what has, how has your job changed in, since the parks were closed and now that they're reopening. Yeah. So for a while it was a lot of problem solving for people and troubleshooting, things like that. It was helping them cancel their vacations. So I heard reports about how Expedia people couldn't even get through. I had actually an uncle that ended up booking a vacation to not to Disney, to somewhere else um, through Expedia. And they could, he couldn't get his money back. He couldn't even call. There was a message that said, do not call us until one week before your vacation if you want to discuss it. 
And I had, um, it was like a big family trip, and I booked my mom and an aunt, and they were all able to get their money back, and it was to Europe. They were all able to get their money back really early. They didn't have to wait on hold for a million hours to then be told that they didn't get to talk to anybody. We, the travel planners, were waiting on hold, if that was the case. When Disney came out with some of their new policies, we, the travel agent, were waiting on hold for, (laughs) I literally waited on hold for one call for six hours. Oh, my goodness. Wow. That's amazing. (laughs) I'm glad that somebody like you was able to, that were able to do that for your clients. So then that saves them the headache of having to deal with that on their own. Yeah. So they didn't have to wait for six hours. Right. Um, So yeah, for a while, we were just getting people, like putting out fires, getting people out of reservations or helping them move trips or cancel trips, things like that. Um, But now, fortunately, we're able to book some more vacations, which is nice. So what happens if my resort is closed? If I've already had a vacation booked for, say, August, and I find out that the resort that I was planning to stay at is still not opened yet? So Disney will move you, which is the greatest part. So you're not going to not have a resort, thank goodness. Right. (laughs) Um, There are reports, so we're recording this the first week the parks have reopened, and there are reports coming out this week. And I just want to tell people this part because somebody's going to say, I heard it in <laughs> right. a group that, <laughs> right. yeah, that sure. this person booked at like Pop Century and now they're in one bedroom at wherever, right. some DVC resort. So that did happen because only DVC resorts are open up until this date. Oh, and yes. they were putting everybody in a DVC resort and they needed to have available room categories. So DVC has a contract that's Disney Vacation Club. They have a contract with their Vacation Club owners, so they have to provide a certain number of rooms for them. Right. But then at a certain point, Walt Disney World gets the resort or has space at the resorts as well. So in the very beginning, Walt Disney World was throwing people in these DVC resorts. But now they're putting people in a lateral move with an open resort. So okay. if you are at All-Star Music, you can be moved to Pop Country or um, Art of Animation in a Little Mermaid Room. If you are at Port Orleans French Quarter, you can be you can pick between Caribbean Beach or Coronado Springs, but for August, Coronado Springs won't be available. But if it's an available room. Like sure, I have sure. clients that have trips in late November and in December, and so those were our choices for them. Okay. What room category? And they're being pretty lenient with the room categories as oh, well. Oh, okay. So that's Mm-hmm. That's interesting, too. Now, if I'm someone that is booking a new Disney vacation with you now, what are some of the changes that I should expect when going through the process of planning a trip, say, in Dece- December 2019 versus July 2020? What's the differences in booking a vacation now? So, so many. For one, <laughs> all the resorts that Walt Disney World have has available are not open. Okay. So you you have to pick an open resort. And right. Disney has a list. There are certain resorts opening at certain dates. Right. Right now, all the Disney Vacation Club resorts are open, but they are slowly rolling back out you know, some of the moderate, some of the um, the value resorts. Right. So those things will be options, but it, they just have to be options during your date. Okay. The other thing is that you have to pre-reserve now which day you're going to which park. Right. And I I think this is this is the one we're having a travel planner's helpful now. Disney right. has made it very clear 
that travel planners are not allowed to pick your park day for you. Oh, okay. Because you have to review and read the terms and conditions, which basically says you're exposing yourself potentially to coronavirus. <laughs> sure. And Disney cannot be held responsible. Right, for that. So, right. Yeah, yeah. So it's out there. But, but if you work with your travel planner, we can look and say, okay, these parks are available on this day. We will go in, make your reservation. It's totally refundable still. Okay. And then you go in immediately after that and make your park reservation. Okay. And I have to have a ticket, correct, attached already? Like yeah. I already have my ticket? Yes. And so this is, you know, there, there are these groups of people that like to have um, standalone tickets versus packages. But I think this is where the package is really going to be helpful. Sure. Because, A, your ticket is not non-refundable anymore because otherwise you're going to buy a ticket and it's going to be non-refundable. But let's say something else happens to the world. Disney's still going to give you the value of that ticket. Oh, that's true. But but if you were canceling a trip because Disney says, oh, we're closing or, oh, no, I don't feel comfortable traveling anymore or whatever your scenario is or somebody got sick, da, 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 da. you know, with a package, you can cancel the whole package up to 30 days before your trip. And so and all of that money is refunded. Oh, yeah. You can yes. still make payments. Mm-hmm. Wow. So, yeah, you can still make payments leading up to the vacation, but you can, um, assuming, you know, if you either call Disney, if you book direct, or with your travel planner, you can sure. work it out with them. Um, but you would get all that money back. And so that's why I like the package in the scenario. So you book a package, you have tickets for the number of days, then you can go in and you can reserve which park you're going to go to on which day. Okay. And. At least initially, there are no, there's no park hopping available. Sure. So that's sure. another thing. Now, what about, like, we are, I know it's not always the most cost effective, but we always get the dining plan just because it's easier for us with planning and that. Now, that's that's kind of not an option for the foreseeable future. Have you heard any more about that? Yeah, it's temporary unavailable. And I think Disney likes selling the dining plan. Sure. And so I feel like they will bring it back um we feel like that's a thing that's coming back so So, right now i would just have to pay out of pocket for all of my meals and kind of plan accordingly then budgeting wise okay yeah and what some people do in that scenario is they just like the same way you would be prepaying for the um the dining plan you could pre-purchase gift cards oh that's a great idea yeah, you could add money to the same gift card so that, you know, you have an extra 25 bucks this month. You go buy a $25 gift card, you have sure. $25 next month. You go to DisneyGiftCard.com, which I swear sounds like a fake site, but it legitimately yes. is Disney's <laughs> gift card managing site. Yes. You can add money, yeah, to that gift card. So you can sort of have your own dining plan, right? but with your gift card. And then if you have money left over, I mean, honestly, right. If we're listening to a Disney podcast, we're probably all Disney fanatics. <laughs> right. Exactly. Be, right. At some point. Right. Exactly. So, yeah. You're, you're going to spend that money eventually. Now, are there now for also for somebody who's planning a trip, dining reservations and things have changed as well. Is that correct? They have. Yeah. So now, which I personally hope Disney will change this a little bit at some point. But as of right now, you can only make your dining reservation 60 days in advance. Okay. So, and then, and here's something to note. As of right now, so as of the date that we are recording, which is July 13th, 
If you book through September of 2021, you can make, because that's what they're allowing you to book right now. Right. You can make your park reservation immediately for whatever park you're going to go to on that day. So if you're going to go for a popular time like spring break or, you know, Christmas sure. or 4th of July next year, I would suggest making your your park reservation, you know, make that $200 deposit and then get your park reservation right away so that, because they're just not letting as many people in. Sure, sure. And you want to make sure that you have a spot. Right, right. And with the dining, for some people, this is a positive, like, oh, I don't have to think about what I want to eat in six months. But for others, when you are really into planning, and you've already gotten your park reservation for six months from now, but you're not sure if you're going to get into the restaurant you want at that park, that can be, I'm sure, stressful for people. Oh, for sure. And they, and if Fast Passes come back, because Fast Passes have been limited right now as well or right you know put away uh stalled i can't think <laughs> of the right word right now but they Pause, are not yes, available yes um <laughs> uh, so but when they come back out if they come back out that day to make fast pass reservations is 60 days as well so it's really how are you making dining reservations and fast pass reservations on the exact same day so i personally hope that disney will alter that 60 day sure. for dining if they bring back fast passes. And I hope they bring back fast passes because I love them. Yes, me too. <laughs> now, just a question, because I think the one reason that Vanessa and I, we continually go back to Disney is because it really meets our expectations for a vacation. For people who maybe are new or even those longtime returning guests, what should they anticipate when they get to Walt Disney World? Now with all the changes. Yeah, so one of the major changes is that you have to wear a mask. Right, <laughs> like, right, right. So basically, you're wearing a mask from the point in which you leave your hotel room until you've arrived at a restaurant and are seated at a table. Okay. So honestly, or you've arrived at your pool and you are going into a lounge chair or into the pool. So okay. like on the pool deck, they're not enforcing or requiring masks. I mean, they you're supposed to wear them while you're walking to the pool chair, which makes sense because you're walking by other people. But they have socially distanced the chairs around the pool. Oh, okay. That's like a big thing is that literally you're wearing a mask the entire time you're out of your hotel room. Right. World right, now, <laughs> right. Right. Unless, unless you're eating. So um, the other thing is, the other things are, is that they're doing temperature screenings before when you go into Disney Springs and when you go into, into the parks. Okay. And so they're, so they're. Doing things like that, which is a little bit weird. Um, it's different, but in a good way that there is now hand sanitizing stations everywhere. And yeah. I don't know about you, but I had always been hand sanitizing yes. the second I got off yes. the ride. <laughs> yes, so <laughs> but, are we. <laughs> yeah. Now, but how great now they're cleaning those rides all the time. Right. Every two hours. Stopping the ride to clean it, which is fantastic as well. Now, we were there the last week the parks were open in March. Like, we flew home the day the parks closed. It was just ironically that that was when our plan, our trip was planned. But we were already seeing the hand-washing stations, the extra sanitizing. We were carrying – I mean, I always carry around hand sanitizer and things anyways, but we were carrying around bleach wipes and stuff to wipe down tables. But you were already seeing the 
the cast members, I mean, this was before the park closures were announced. They were already implementing some of those things that they're doing now, which I know I felt much more comfortable there than I did when I came home and went to the grocery store that same day. (laughs) So, I mean, those are some things that I think people like yourself and myself, where we already were the ones that were going to sanitize and stuff after the rides, makes you feel even more comfortable because you know they're taking kind of those extra steps. So you can visibly yeah, and they see really that. Are. Like they're wiping down and I just kind of hope all this stuff stays. Yes. I love, first of all, that you don't have to fill all available space in those queues anymore. Oh my gosh. I hated that phrase. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> you feel, and like, do I really need somebody that close to me? No, I sure don't. No. So now I love that we don't hopefully ever have to hear those words again. I hope. <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> Um, but like everything is cleaner. Like they are wiping down the front and the backs of these chairs that you're going to sit in at a restaurant. They were never doing that before. Right, and right. so that is awesome. And I hope that stays. Um, there's hand sanitizer at the beginning and the end of every ride. There's water stations, like hand washing stations throughout the park now, even more than when you were there. Oh, I'm sure. For so, sure. There are some really cool things. Um, the one thing that is not there, we don't know when it's going to return. We assume it will return at some point, but there is there are no fireworks or evening entertainment at the park. Yes, yes. So the so parades and that. everything. <laughs> right, yes. Now, I've seen that because we are a couple of days into the park openings, they're kind of having pop-up appearances yeah. of some of the floats and different things. So hopefully, if they're already starting to do those sorts of things, we'll start to see even more in the coming months. Yeah, I have a feeling like my own personal belief, which is based upon nothing, right? Like, <laughs> right. Yeah, I, we're all... No knowledge. <laughs> it's just... I think they'll bring back like some fireworks like they would do on 4th of July and um, New Year's, like, just the big overhead fireworks, but you sure. don't have to be staring at the castle. So yes. for a while, unfortunately, I think Happily Ever After is going to have to be paused, which is sad because I absolutely love it. I and do, I love too. Wishes, and I was like, how could I love anything more than I, I know, I felt the same. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> and then it came out, and I was like, oh, yeah, I love this so much more. Um, <laughs> so I think they'll revert personally back to some of the older Style, shows. Right. Oh, that. Yeah, the older styles are the styles they do for those events that are just bigger in the sky and that you don't have to be in the hub to be able to really enjoy. Oh, for sure. Yes, because I know with Happily Ever After, they you would be so squished. I've been so squished next to thousands of people at Main Street. I can't imagine that happening anytime soon, for sure. Oh, yeah. Now, Even if you did the dessert parties, those were still yes. like, somewhat crowded. You had more space, but it wasn't like you had all the space. So. Oh, oh, for sure. Now, we've talked a lot about in the parks, and you mentioned a little bit like at the pools at the resorts, but are they spacing people out in terms of the rooms at the resorts? Are we still, are we seeing any, or do we even know how they're going to be doing that? Are they spreading people out anywhere else at the resorts? That part, I do not know. Okay. Um, yeah, so initially, there were so few reservations at these resorts. Right, it didn't matter, that, <laughs> Right, people were spread out just based purely upon that. Sure. Um, I would like to see where, like, when people checked out of a hotel, that Disney didn't reuse that room for, like, a day or two. Oh, and I don't really know point. that that, yeah, is something that could happen or does happen. I have right. no idea. I haven't heard anything about any of that. But that would be nice, too, to just, you know have a little bit of space before the next person checks in. Right. Um, yeah, but I'm not, 
We haven't heard I'm anything sure. then yet about that. <laughs> no. Now, just again, this is a, an, an aside question. You know, knowing that Vanessa and I were there really the last week before things, you know, hit, were affected by COVID. Based on your just professional opinion and just what you know about the parks, when do you think the parks will be back to the normal Disney in terms of capacity, density, the crowds, fireworks, parades? I mean, do you have just a, if you could just make a guess, no. when do you think that would be? I wish I could make such a guess. <laughs> <laughs> right, we don't couldn't we all? <laughs> even make a guess. Yeah, about when, you know, if I couldn't do that, I would have to go buy lottery tickets, right? Because it just means I'm lucky. True. But, um, <laughs> You know, I really think that they can't know until we see what happens and what once happens been with open. the virus. And sure. And once they've been open a while, too, I'm sure. Yeah, I feel like, sadly, there's going to be more people in the parks. I mean, right now, it looks amazing. Like, I am so bummed I'm not there. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> right? uh, my son goes, why are we not at Disney if Disney is opened? <laughs> yes, he knows. What. Well, and it kind of reminds me, we've done the last few trips, some of the after hours parties, like at Magic oh, yeah. Kingdom. And like we went to one at Animal Kingdom in March and there was no one there. And when I've seen some of the recent pictures coming out, I'm like, it seems just like those after hours parties. There's no one there compared to the Christmas and the Halloween, which are totally different right. things. But the after hours, we really found the parks to be really empty for those. Yeah, I am sad that I haven't gotten to experience that yet, and I am sad that I am not experiencing this emptiness. Honestly, if stuff continues like this, we have a September, early September trip right before my son would hopefully maybe go back to school. Sure, right. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> either way, I guess school starting, so he would have to be in this state, right? Or right. <laughs> available to sit at a computer. But, yes. um, you know, we haven't, pulled the, we haven't pulled the trigger on canceling that trip. Yet, because the parks look pretty amazing right now. Yes, for sure. That is for sure. And that's what we've been talking about. You know, later this year, early next year, are the parks still going to look that way? If they are, if things are more contained, is that something? Because as as veteran Disney park goers, we know some of those things to look for, like you mentioned, and we would notice some of those differences. And it would be a unique experience for sure. Yeah, and, you know, as of right now, they are requiring the reservation system through September 2021, and so that's a really long time. Yes. Now, yes. will I think that they'll keep the capacity at this level until then? No. no. I think it's going to increase. Oh, for sure. But, you know, yeah, I don't, yeah, they have to increase it, because, like, you're looking at the parks at the end of the night, and they are just not, there's nothing happening. Right. Right. Yes. <laughs> and I don't think, have there been exact numbers of how many people they're allowing into the parks or has that been under wraps? That's been under wraps. That's what I thought. That's what I thought. So Len Testa um, said in one of his podcasts that, well, his own, I think his like main podcast. Yes. Yep. Dish with yes. Oh yes. I he love that. He said that for the preview, he thought there was, 7,000 for the AP previews. There was about 7,000, maybe cast number. I don't know if that was a different number. But either way, 7,000 people. And then there was some discussion that the plan was that they would be doubled for okay. for the, the regular, opening. Yeah. Right. Um, and then who knows, obviously, that'll increase. You know, the thing, too, is it is 
real hot right now in Florida. Yes. And so, like, it's the center of the earth when you're not wearing a face mask. So I'm imagining that the face masks are just going to make it that much worse. Oh, yes, because I've been to Florida in July and August, and it's miserable enough when you just have shorts and a tank top on without wearing a mask. So I can't imagine. That's for sure. The one thing, too, I will point out to Disney's credit is they are being very strict about face masks. Um, And there might be some pushback, but they are literally requiring every single person to wear them. And anytime, I guess, they are seeing them, at least in the parks, not being worn correctly, they are advising people to put them over their nose and obviously over their mouth. Sure. So, yeah, so they're doing their part, at least, as it relates to that, to help. Protect people. Oh, for um, sure. But yeah. Now, Christy. Um, one other thing. Oh, go on. No, go ahead. I just want to, I don't want to forget this point because you asked earlier about how trips will be different. Yes. Disney. One note is that for 2021, Walt Disney World is not providing complimentary magic bands anymore. Oh, yes. I forgot. about That's a great point, too. So, um, guess could not use a magic band and they will actually be given a key to the world card again to get into their hotel room. Also smartphones have the capability to open up the resort room if they're staying on property, but resort guests are not being given complimentary magic bands, at least initially or right now for reservations in 2021, but they are providing discounts to be able to purchase them prior to arriving at the park is my understanding. Well, and they've already started to do that where, like, I know in March, my dad bought a Sorcerer Mickey one that was available on the app that was at a reduced price compared to if he had waited and bought something down there. So I think they had already been edging us towards that anyways, with those incentives to buy some of the, instead of getting a solid color one. (laughs) They were so cute. Like, I was like, I will not pay for a magic band. That was always my (laughs) I am not buying one of those bands. And then they were just so I know, I I know. (laughs) I have a figment one that I've used over and over. Yes. I love that band. (laughs) Yeah, we have like 10 in our house, and we don't need 10, not like 10 each, but 10 total specialized bands. We don't need all those, but they're adorable. I know, that's for sure. And so again, what I'm very interested in is, please tell us, where can our listeners find more about you and your service? Yeah, so I am available everywhere on social media as Pack Your Pixie Dust. So if somebody goes to Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, Pinterest, uh, no one goes there to find somebody, right? (laughs) But you can search by Pack Your Pixie Dust and you will find me. Awesome. And I will make sure to put all the links to your social media links in our show notes so that way everybody can find you and make sure that they reach out to you as they're planning their either their 2020 or their 2021 vacations and beyond and do you where are some of the others I know you do Walt Disney World but could you tell our get our listeners what are some other vacations that they could book through you as well so we are a full service travel planner so we I can do everything through my agency so if you had a group tour that you were interested in Some people are doing Adventures by Disney, and so I book those for people. Uh, Cruises, I am heavily into cruises. My son has been on so many cruises, and he is only (laughs) seven. We have been on more cruise lines than just Disney, but we have also been on Disney. 
So we absolutely love cruising. I've traveled to Europe. I have a lot of knowledge about Europe. I'll book people to Mexico and all-inclusives and the Caribbean. So I have good partners that we use to book people's trips so that they will have a seamless vacation as well. So depending on where anybody's looking to go, we can find them a match with a good operator for them to go through. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming back and being our first repeat guest on the podcast. We appreciate you taking time out of your day to be with us. And I know our, our listeners will appreciate all of your knowledge and wisdom related to going back to Disney again. Thanks so much for having me back on again to Christy for being on the show. And we are, of course, going to close out today's episode with our wisdom from Walt and our quick two-minute trivia. So Chris, you are up with trivia. Again, you know, the purpose of this show was really talk about Disney's closure and now that it's reopening, what people can expect in the future. But with that, and again, this is a trivia for me. How long has Disney World been open? Well, next year will be the 50th. Okay. So let's just round it up and say 50 years. Okay. In the past 50 years, how many times has the Orlando Park been closed? Roughly. And I'll say, I'm trying to guess. I know there's been a couple times for hurricanes, yes. and then I think one day after 9-11. Yes. So I'm going to go with four days. Actually, you're close. It's actually seven, but you are okay. correct. Um, but here's an interesting piece. So up until March of 2020. Up until March of 2020, but the first time it closed was in 1999 for Hurricane Floyd. Wow. It closed three times in 2004 for hurricanes, 2016, 2017, and of course, September 11th. 2001. 2001. And actually, this is our friends at KIRO7, and they're the ones who put this list together. But with that, they said the entire park was evacuated within 30 minutes on September 11th. Wow, that's amazing. And to think, so seven days prior to 2020, and now we had four months in a row. Yes. Wow, that's unbelievable, isn't it? Well, thankfully, the parks are open back again in Florida now, and we hope to see them open for a long time. Now, we're going to end out today's show as normal with our Wisdom from Walt quote. So I thought this was a good quote, considering as the parks are opening up and things are changing, we keep moving forward, opening new doors and doing new things because we're curious and curiosity keeps leading us down new paths. And hopefully as the Disney resorts continue to open up, that we will see new things happening, continue to see exciting things happening as we move forward and in a new way to keep us all safe and healthy as we enjoy the parks together. So thank you for so much for joining us on this episode of the Diz Love Podcast with Vanessa and Chris. I'm Vanessa. And I'm Chris. This podcast is not affiliated with the Walt Disney Company or its holdings, and it is intended for entertainment purposes only.